Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. We're going to cause trouble. Scott Farrell is calling the shots from the sideline. We're going to make fun of people. We're going to hurt people's feelings. It's Farrell on the bench. I believe in whipped cream with everything. It's Pharrell on the bench in the biggest way possible. Hanging out. A bad seat, a broken eight, a bad apple with a bad attitude. Hanging around a bunch of bad others. Bad taste, bad lot, bad dude, bad breath, bad attitude, bad vibes. We are live in the Magic City studios of the Pharrell Palatial right across the river and through the woods from where Granny just stopped by and said she had a fresh satchel of the super lemon haze kind sativa in New York City. The Big Apple. Ooh. People dressed in plastic bags, ready to travel, have some kind of fashion, shake it up, should do better. All my friends come around, fun to fun to party up. Rats on the west side, bed bugs uptown with a mess of tats and tatter, my brain splattered all over Manhattan, should be shaking it Hey, what's gigging? I'm Pharrell with Carver High this evening. And the number's toll-free, 844-843-6879 to get on the bench. The All-Star Game is in the bottom of the sixth inning, the National League, batting and down 5-1 to one to the AL. It really is unbelievable. I mean, obviously, there's a lot of baseball left here uh, in this game. Anything could happen. But, my God. I mean, it's just like, what will this be, eight in a row? 20 of like 23, something like that. I can't even keep track of the abuse. I mean, honestly, this thing is just like every year. And then what's even funnier is the National League's favored. Who cares where they play the game? It doesn't even matter where the game is, and they favor the National League, and they never win. It's amazing. Yeah, well, let's It really listen. is, Carver. I, can you believe let's, it? <laughs> let's get through these last three innings. I hope the score stays exactly as it is right now. Just give me this nice little 5-1 final. Everybody wants to cruise out of town here. We need we give, give us the American League and the under here over the next three innings, and let's go. <laughs> what, was the, what was the total? 11. Yeah, that's right, 11. But, I mean, and then what did you do? You played, you played it. You played both of them together? Uh, separately, yeah, but both of them I play. The under and the American League. <laughs> I bet the American League. That's all I did. I just bet the American League. And what did I get? A run and a half? No, I did it uh, straight up. Money line. I did both. I mean, uh, I bet the American League on the run line and the uh, to win. But I didn't do the total. I don't, you know, I don't do totals. I know. I'm not Mr. Total. I, I, I saw that stat that like nine of the last 11 games have gone under. So that's because I, I, and it was like I was telling you on Coast to Coast today, I just feel like you get into the fifth, sixth, seventh innings of these All-Star games. Like, look at how Turner's just jogging down. Like, it just feels like they're all at this point, like, let's get out of here. Like, everybody so just I throw the ball the down straight. the middle. We'll ground out. Let's go home. So... Are they talking to this interpreter right now in Otani on the air? I don't have the volume on, but I'm, I'm assuming that that's what's I going on. I think they on. are. Yeah, because Otani's got the earpiece in, so they must be doing that. 
So, yeah, I think they are. And then I kind of want to check it out. I want to welcome our radio affiliates, Sirius XM. Channel 204 is our homestead. Mightier 1090 in San Diego near to Yawana do Yawana. Sports map, sports byline. So, yeah, he's totally doing an interview right now with Otani, which is so funny to me uh, that they're doing that. What a facial to Stephen Smith. I mean, I mean, honestly, like that guy has been dragged through the mud today like no other. Uh, when did he say that? He, he said it yesterday and had to like live it down today and Correct. issue all kinds of apologies. Uh, his xenophobia, racist comments about uh, nobody cares about uh, Otani because nobody can understand him. And he has to use an interpreter. Uh, he's like, who cares about anybody you have to use an interpreter with? Like, are you kidding me? And then uh, obviously nothing ever happens to him. They're scared to death of him because they pay him $8 million a year, whatever that means. And the race card, uh, you know, I mean, that would turn into a race war if they fired him. And then, uh, but he's allowed to say whatever he wants and get away with it and then just say, sorry, I'm sorry. And he's about as sorry as, uh, you know, Putin is for hacking all our computers and our elections. Yeah. Sorry. Sorry about that. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. I don't believe one word that comes out of his mouth that he's sorry. Oh, I don't please. believe it for one second. And and not only that, he probably craves the attention uh, that he's getting even off of it, even though it's not the kind of attention you want. But how funny is it that they are actually interviewing the interpreter in the middle of the All-Star game when the guy said nobody cares about uh, Otani because you got to deal with an interpreter. And then it turned into a... Xenophobia thing, a race thing, and then it turned into an apology tour, and then, you know, on air and off. And then now it's like, here, one last facial for you. We're going to interview the interpreter in the middle of the game. Let's put the interpreter on right right in the middle of it. Listen, if I made fun of a Japanese pitcher and his interpreter on the air, I'd, I'd already been fired. I mean, that's all there is to it. They're scared to death of the black guy. It's that simple. We're on a bench with Carver Hyde. Do you think I'm wrong when I said that? That uh, that whole thing is a that's a racial issue. That's what that is. I don't care what anybody says. I, I I'm I don't even have to like I don't even have to argue it. I know I'm right. I mean, There's they're a- scared to death of him. They pay him the most money of anyone on the network. He can say whatever he wants and get away with it without provocation. Absolutely. No chance of anything happening to him ever, basically. Like, they got rid of him once before, do you remember? And they crawled on their hands and knees back to him and gave him a a job back, right? And then now he can say whatever he wants and get away with it. There's some white dude on the air, you say that, you're finished. You're finished. That's it. It's over that day. And then um, how about the girl? I mean, what more do you need to know? So the chick... Rachel Nichols, right? 
You, we, we all know what happened with her. She got shafted for her job that, that she's contracted to do, right? Wow. And uh, the NBA Finals, that's it. And then a year ago, she got caught on a hot mic uh, talking bad about how they are promoting this this other girl. Uh, I can't even remember her name. Maria Taylor. Uh, Maria Taylor, that's what I thought it was. Anyway, she... Um, so she's like that, you know, this is my job. I mean, what are you doing here? And then, uh, she, she basically said she doesn't, uh, she doesn't have the, the qualifications for it. She doesn't do it. She doesn't, she doesn't, she, she doesn't, she's not a reporter. She doesn't cover the league. And then, uh, they caught her saying that and people heard it. Then they, uh, leaked it. And then it uh, got aired. And then uh, what's really strange to me, Carver High, is that uh, they waited a year, literally, till 21, till the playoffs, because it happened in the bubble. And then a year later, they give her uh, the business, and she gets in trouble wow. for it a year later. There's and a then, theory behind that. Oh, was the – oh, I see. the. So what happened was it happened a year earlier, but it didn't leak until this year. Well, yes, because the one girl's contract is up in a week or something or in two weeks. So they, she asked for money like ESPN Smith Banks. hasn't ESPN hasn't paid her yet. So there's a theory. Now, I don't know if any of this is true, obviously. There's a theory that her camp leaked this out right as her contract is expiring to kind of put the pressure on again. That's wow. the work. So they held on to it. So they, so they, they held on to it for a year. Correct. And then brought it out of the woodshed. And well, then, some, some outlets had the leaked tape a year ago, and they chose not to air it. Well, why is that? I don't know. You'd have to ask, uh, you know, Deadspin or whoever it was that had the tape and didn't play it and didn't. So anyway, so that chick. So at the end of the day, and I don't follow this stuff like so I, I'm kind of really on the raw edges of it. I don't I just don't care. So I all I know yeah. is you're you're basically informing me of, of her name. And I'm like, I thought that's what her name was. I don't know her from Adam. And then uh, I've said before on the air on Coast to Coast, like, I think Rachel does a really good job, to be honest with you. I think she's a legitimate uh, reporter. And she I know she worked in uh, D.C. at the Washington Post for a long time. She covered the league. Everybody in the league respects her, likes her, does interviews with her uh, gladly. They all respect her, like her, the players dig her. Uh, and then she hosts the jump. She does sidelines. She does everything. And then they take it away from her. So then they, uh, because it happened or whatever, this year they, uh, bottom line is they kicked her off the finals. And then isn't the other chick hosting the finals? Correct. I wouldn't know. I don't watch the pregame show. Neither do I, I just, but I, I don't watch I don't it watch. either, but you can't, you just can't get away from it on, on social media and whatnot. Like it's just nonstop the people talking about it. Like you, well, you try to, you try to mute the words and you try to stay away from it. And it just, it just continues to just cloud. It's unavoidable. It's well, is that not as well, just a racial situation? Yeah. That's what that is. Yeah. I mean, let's, let's stop with all the nonsense and sugarcoating. That's a racial situation. And then this is a racial situation. First of all, you can't even argue that what he said is not 
xenophobic and racist. You can't even argue it. You, you cannot even argue it. The second thing is, there is no person that I've ever heard in my life that rails more about blacks getting shafted in the NBA than that guy. I mean, it's all day, every day. He talks about every time a white guy gets a job, he throws a fit. He, he, he literally throws a fit every single time a white coach is named to a job. That's, it's just for an entire hour he goes off. Am I right? Boom. Done. Yes, I am. I am right. So then <laughs> this guy can say that about the Japanese guy and make fun of the Japanese guy till no end, <laughs> and then nothing happens. Meanwhile, the chick that it's her job, that's her job they took away from her. And she's, I think, dead right about what she said. So what's so bad about it when you tell it like it is? What is so bad about it when you tell it like it is? She got screwed, and then she said it, and then they kicked her off the finals completely so that they could appease this other chick who shouldn't even be doing it. That's just all there is to it, and everybody knows it. And then, I mean, they got, uh, there is no denying. You can't even get around it that they got racial uh, problems at that network. I mean, is that not the case, Carver? I mean, honestly. It seems that way. I, I don't. I don't Seems particularly. I don't particularly watch any of their programming unless it's a live game. So, I don't really know what they have going on over there. <laughs> so you just have nothing to do with it. I, I don't really. Care. It's like it's not. But you my, just like, said it's unavoidable. It's like well, you can't it's unavoidable it watching it's all everywhere. the news. I don't watch their programming, but they're they're. It's unavoidable. Their their drama and their stuff that they have going on. It's unavoidable. You can't get away from it. But God, I, I wouldn't watch if. So you know, my point no is this, shot. a guy, you cannot have a guy, uh, you know, you cannot have a guy that rails all day about every white guy that gets a job in the NBA over a black guy. He goes off on these tangents about uh, the white guys getting jobs and not the black guys. And then he has the gall to the audacity or the stupidity to go on a rant about Japanese people. I mean, it's so unbelievable, you can't even make it up. It's like a bad uh, Lifetime movie. Like a, it's like a chick movie. <laughs> it really is. And then, and then they do nothing at all about it. But then they go, they go and kick off the white chick from the NBA Finals. I mean, it's absolutely unbelievable. You can't even make it up. But then the... The black guy goes on the, uh, the rants about white coaches, and then he goes on a rant about a Japanese guy. Nothing happens to him, but a, a white chick says the exact thing of what's happening. She tells it like it is, and they ban her. They get rid of her. I mean, it's just ridiculous. And, I mean, if you had, like, if she went on the air, and or, or it'd be like, uh, literally, it, it Buster only went on the air and did an hour on Japanese players. We just can't be covering Japanese players because I'm not dealing with interpreters. He'd be fired. That's all there is to it. That's just all there is to it. And then when it comes to the, uh, the situation with the black $8 million man and the chick that's hosting the NBA finals that shouldn't be, uh, they're scared to death. There you go. That's exactly what happened. 
It's it's embarrassing. It really is. Now, how funny is it that they did an interview with the interpreter and Otani in the middle of the game? That's just a slap in the face. So uh, Rick Haro is out at uh, Coors Field at the All-Star Game covering it for SportsGrid. And he was there earlier today when we did Coast to Coast, and it was about to have a huge rainstorm. Uh, did that happen, Rick? And how long did that happen for? It seems like they've had no problem getting the game in tonight. No, huge rainstorm broke up over the mountains. So I don't know what the weather is like here, but it really looked like it was going to pour. And then 15 minutes later, it sprinkled, and then everything was okay. So false alarm. Uh, so I played meteorologist. I lost, and I apologize. But two hours later, the Hank Aaron tribute was fantastic. The in-game interviews are interesting, and I am now watching the game on TV, even though I'm here, because it's kind of interesting to watch from that perspective as well and watching how it's covered. And uh, the ratings will be terrible because that's the way – People judge this as well. And for me, you know, I'm looking at uh, free agency and what it means, and I know this is not a good thing to say for people that are really avid baseball fans, but maybe a quarter of these guys, this is the first time I've seen them, and, uh, and you know, it's, it's kind of really good to watch these guys because it, it is the future of the game. And, uh, you know, Kittridge, who's pl- pitching right now for, for Tampa, and Wendell, you know, it's a, it's a Tampa Bay Rays infield, and it should be because they're the one of the best teams in baseball. Well, fair enough. Uh, I want to get into that in a minute, but you talked about the in-game interviews, and we were just spending uh, 20 minutes talking about the in-game interview of uh, major notice was the interview they did with uh, Otani and the interpreter after all of the uh, racial uh, discussions yeah. For the last 24 hours, after Smith from ESPN went on his xenophobic, racist rant about nobody cares about Otani because you have to listen to an interpreter, which was absolutely uh, horrifying. I mean, that's all there is to it. And I said earlier that he goes on rants all day about uh, white guys getting all the jobs in the NBA coaching. And then he goes on this xenophobic, racist rant about the Japanese guy. And then he spends all day today apologizing. And then prior to that, the Euros were ruined by, frankly, racism when the English fans threatened and racially abused the three young players on England that missed in the penalty kicks. Can you believe, Rick, that the last two biggest sporting events in the world, the Euros and the All-Star game, isn't even about the games. They're about race and racism. Well, I can believe it because that's unfortunately where our society is headed. And, you know, when you think about the point that's made, which is it would be nice if Otani learned how to speak English because he may get more endorsements. That's not a bad point. But when Stephen Smith got finished with his rant, that wasn't the point he made. And so, then he, you know, any apology, by the way, here's my rule. Any apology that takes 15 minutes to make over 70 ESPN platforms doesn't count as an apology. <laughs> it was, I, I, that's all I heard today. And I heard it you know, live. I heard it uh, in the press box. I heard it everywhere else. And so um, there is a good point there somewhere. 
you remember Carolyn uh, uh, Bivens? Do, do, does that name mean anything to you? Uh, not off the top of my head. Yeah, well, it, it, that's probably right, and it, it's probably the, the, the bad for the LPGA more than anything else. She was Mike Wan's predecessor, and if you remember, she was the one that said, look, and, and she was a corporate person, and she said, for me, uh, if we're going to get endorsements for these Korean players, they're going to have to learn how to speak English. And she went further than that. She tried to impose a English-speaking policy requirement uh, for the LPGA Tour. And, of course, that got shot down really quickly. The agent said, you know, forget it. And, and I don't think she lost her job because of that, but it certainly didn't help. So we have, we have an argument, by the way, that if corporations want to support a superstar and spend millions of dollars on him, you ought to be able to communicate. But that's not the message we get because uh, honestly, of the way it's filtered in our society, right? Rick, and at the end of the day, yeah. Rick, that, that's, that, as you know, uh, you, you know, you're the brightest guy I know on the face of the earth. And you know that's just absolutely ridiculous. First of all, well, but, let me just say, because <laughs> first of all, I remember the LPGA lady now. I, I don't watch right. women's golf. Now, you can hold that against me forever. As you know, no one loves women more than me. So right. I love women. We know that. And I, right. just, I, I can't get enough of women. But I, and I mean that. And everybody knows I mean it. And Carver High knows I mean it, too. I love women. But I got to tell you, uh, she did get fired because of uh, those comments. There, there's, you don't get around saying that okay so they're gonna right. spin it whatever way they want but she is sure as shack she got fired because of saying that about koreans and that's all there is to it and let me say this we have been dealing with interpreters in sports and in and in particular the japanese and koreans whatever for uh as long as i've been on this earth and it's never been a problem now all of a sudden today in 2021 it's a problem that's just ridiculous. It is what it is. Well, and, there, this is a and, very and here, big world we live in, Rick. A very big world. There's a lot of people that don't speak English. Yeah, and here's my point, so people don't misconstrue, because we're on the same page. You just don't know it. Um, it's the free market to decide if MasterCard or somebody else wants to spend big bucks on this guy in America as opposed to in Japan. Well, then part of their deal is you got to teach him how to speak English so he can communicate. If not, they're not going to pay him for endorsements, and it's not your or my or baseball's decision or anybody else's. You're right. So, so we've been dealing with interpreters for years, and that doesn't mean he's wrong because he wants to concentrate on anything else other than speaking English, and Stephen A. Smith was wrong about his rant. All my point is, is the free market will decide at the end of the day whether this guy gets a lot of endorsements or not, and if he wants to have endorsements from Japanese com companies, that's great, too. If he wants to have other endorsements, then he's got to conform to whatever terms they impose, which includes maybe speaking English, but it has nothing to do with whether baseball should require it, because they shouldn't. So do you think that, and I'm just asking, uh, because I, I, find it, I find it so two-faced, what's going on uh, over there, uh, is that this guy can say that, and... He can uh, get away with it and also uh, put out his phony ass apology, which is what it was. And what he loves is attention. He doesn't care about anything yeah. else. Money well, and attention. That's, that's what he cares about. Right. And, his, you know, that's all there is to it. You know it. I know it. We all know it. That guy can do that. 
And then the girl, Nichols, uh, tells it like it is about what happened to her job. And she gets banned from uh, taking off the NBA finals. And whatever happened there, if it was dirty or if it was planned by the other chicks, uh, handlers and agents, whatever, from 20 to 21, when it, when it turned into what it turned into a couple weeks ago or a week ago before the finals. And then she's banned from the finals. And then they let this guy say that, that xenophobic racist rant, and, and let him say that. And then and all he has to do is say sorry. Uh, and then it, it goes away for him, and he's back on the air. And he was doing UFC events. He's doing. I'm surprised he's not doing. I'm surprised he's not doing the play-by-play of the All Star game. But what my well, point and, is, and it, go ahead. My point is, no, you, that I no, think the way they handled the way they handled the the girl is to me, uh, it, it's absurd the way they handled her. But then the way they handle this is even worse. I, I don't know. I can't figure out which one is worse. Well, but is the assumption that we want to conform to journalistic ethics, or is the assumption that we want to increase viewers? Because if it's the latter, then you can understand it a little bit better. And I guess I hoped that you're absolutely right, that the world, the, the Euro was a great event. The Bucks series is going to be really good. The games aren't close, but the series is. And this event here is great. Denver coming back to, you know, the, the game coming back to Denver. And those aren't our stories. Those, uh, our stories are off the field, off the pitch, off the court, and it's too bad. Well, look, I'll say this. Fair enough. I know, and, and Carver High, uh, you know, he was explaining who the girl was. I don't know her. I know who she is. I've seen her. I, I've seen her. When the story broke, I saw, you know, the story. So, uh, obviously, I saw pictures of this Taylor girl. And I, I don't know her from Adam. And um, I don't think uh, less of either one of them. I don't know either one of them for like as a friend or personally, professionally or anything. So I don't know. I, uh, I know the other guy, obviously. Uh, I don't have anything to do with him either. But I, I just think uh, Carver High said it best. He's like, you know, uh, he's like, I don't because uh, I said I don't watch pregame shows and I don't watch postgame shows. I watch games, and Carver High said right. he doesn't watch the network at all unless it's a game. So he's like, I don't even know. He goes, I don't want to know about all these problems. So my point is that I think the finals, I, I like watching the games. I like watching every game. You go to games with me, without me. You love going to games. I could care less about all these, uh, frankly, uh, all these uh, pregame shows and and, and uh, argument shows or, or whatever, debate shows, whatever you want to call them. Uh, but they're the things that it would appear to me are causing all the problems. There's no, we don't have problems when we're watching Otani play or pitch or hit home runs. We don't have problems watching the NBA finals. We have problems in this world with TV shows and argument shows and pregame and postgame shows and colleagues hating each other and racism. And that's uh, pretty obvious uh, on all levels. When we come back, we'll talk to Rick about those all-star teams, which are basically, they look like little league teams to me. I don't even know who half of these players are. For all events, we're talking to Rick Haro, sports business and legal insider on Sports Grid. Uh, you catch him on here and on Coast to Coast every week. So I was looking at it, uh, Rick. I know every one of these players. 
So, but I feel like uh, I have no problem with the lineups. I really don't. But I, I feel like, um, frankly, they're all backups because all the big stars didn't show up. Well, that's interesting because a lot of these guys, you assume, are there because, you know, free agency has made guys change uniforms. And I didn't think about the guys that would have been there. But uh, there are clearly guys that, uh, you, you, I mean, I know you know these guys because that's your full-time thing. But, but uh, this is a deal where I remember all the 98, the last time I was in Denver, and Cal Ripken, you know, stole the show. You had all the Red Sox and all the Yankees and the guys who were with the teams for three, four, five years. I know I sound like an old school guy, but that's an issue today. And maybe that has something to do with the ratings. I mean, uh, listen, it's unbelievable to me. Uh, You know, I actually, we ran a clip today on the show. Carver High, who was it uh, talking about? It was Castellanos. Castellanos saying he didn't care that people... Uh, didn't come because they need to spend time with their families. You understand? And that's Is that what he me, said? Rick, huh. Well, that's the yeah, most ridiculous thing I've ever heard because uh, I, I actually, every time I hear a guy or a coach. They bring their Urban families Meyer, to the game. They bring uh, their families. Yeah. I mean, they bring them on a private right. jet and they stay at the Four Seasons and they go to the um, get a massage at 10 in the morning and then they get a spa treatment later for their uh, uh, mani-pedi and their facial. I, I don't even want to hear it. Uh, and, and kind of too bad thing. with that guy, too, because he and Winker, you know, you look at the Reds and they're kind of underperforming. They're a mediocre team. But two of the three outfielders are all-stars, so... If how, if one of the guys says, ah, eh, you know, I'll take it or leave it, that that's really not good for the franchise. Listen, uh, I just do not buy the shtick of. I've never understood that in any sport whatsoever, whether it's Urban Meyer, anybody else, crying about not spending any time with their family. Name one pro athlete that you have seen in your career, Rick, that signs up to be a professional athlete or a coach in the in the majors or in the NFL or in college football, big-time college football. I mean, Big Ten, Big 12, ACC, SEC, Pac-12, uh, or any NBA or NHL or anything. Name one pro athlete you've ever met. Like they all, a lot of them have families. Fair enough, but name one of them that cares more about uh, spending that weekend uh, with their family than they do making fifty million dollars or a hundred million, well, two hundred million, well, three hundred million. None of them. Not yeah, one. Name one coach that doesn't no. spend twenty-three hours a, a day in the office. Well, but here's the other piece of that that he probably didn't see. You know, there are three headquarters hotels here in Denver, and one is where the players are. So I spent a little bit of time over there because of a meeting. Awful lot of kids, awful lot of wives, awful lot of families. And so, you know, bring him to Denver. It's not a bad thing to do. Bring him to Denver. I mean, I just, like, a lot of guys didn't show up for the All-Star game. They're like, you know, it's really a great honor to be selected to the All-Star game uh, and all that. It's just that I'm not going to go. That just doesn't cut the mustard with me. I said today on Coast to Coast, in the 70s, 80s, and 90s, and I'm not the old man on the front porch saying, get off my yard. In the 70s, 80s, and 90s, name one player that would have done that. Nobody. No, you're right. And I feel, that's what I said. I feel exactly the same way. And the home run derby, you know, thank God O'Connor participated. And Soto, and it was really good. It was, it was actually a lot of fun. 
But think of what would have happened if more guys like Guerrero said, well, you know, I don't feel good. And, and, uh, and, and you know, Starry was great because he brought the Rockies uh, spirit to it. And you can't have the home run derby where you only have two or three guys who matter. And just like you can't have the All-Star game where a lot of guys are saying, I deserve to, to go and thank you, but I'm not going. Well, all right, let's talk about some of the uh, remaining stories from the 15 and the 5 and 5 from a sports business standpoint today. Uh, At least, you know, after they lost to Nigeria and Australia, at least they beat the Argentines tonight. They blew them out, Team USA. Uh, Is everything back to normal now, or is this uh, squad going to have problems in Tokyo? Well, you know, the funny thing was I, I did a few interviews this week today, and, and you probably, you know, are you a good pulse on on the, the outrageously dramatic media. It's two preseason, pre-Olympic warm-ups, and I know they would have never lost those games previously because they're so much better than everybody else. But when people ask, are they done, or do we go back to college athletes, they haven't even started the Olympics yet. This is the kind of game that you expect them to play, and they're one and two in a meaningless preseason before the Olympics starts. Ask me the first week of August if we don't win the gold. One win against Nigeria that's, you know, 130 to 7, and then everything's going to be okay. So uh, EA is exploring the possibility of including players by name in the relaunch of its college football series. Now that players can profit from the uh, use of their name, image, and likeness, we're going to see more and more of this at every level. I have to tell you a local story. So, I mean, it hadn't even been uh, fresh off the press one day, and I had a doctor friend of mine, you know, Pete, you golfed with yeah, him. He wants to sponsor athletes locally. Are you surprised at any of this? I'm not. No, and I have a meeting with uh, somebody I'll tell you about after I have it up in the Northeast in New York uh, uh, in a couple of weeks and had a long conversation with a, a really entrepreneurial guy from the high school side that said, look, you know, we got to start planning for this as it trickles down. And so you got the Miami plan where all the kids are paid for by one sponsorship, and the AD doesn't have to distribute among different sports, and that's good. You have the Auburn plan, let's call it that, where Bo Nix gets a lot and everybody else gets pissed off because they get nothing. And then you get the states where the athletic departments get to keep some money, but then they distribute. The ADs don't like that because they've got to distribute among golf and tennis and everybody. But here's the bottom line. It's like the wild, 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 wild west. Every day we hear about some new NIL scheme, which is legal after July 1, and the NCAA totally punted. And because they punted, the free market takes over and all heck breaks loose. But it doesn't break loose in a bad way. If these guys are worth X, pay them X, and then figure out how to get value on social media and otherwise. I have no problem with that. It's just over the last year and a half, it would have been nice if the NCAA said, all right, we'll let the athletes get paid. We're going to do some governing process. And over the last you know, year and a half, they would have come up with specifics, but they did not. I'm still uh, reflecting on you saying Bo Nix is making all kinds of money, considering how much he sucks. That's staggering news to me. Yeah, yeah well, uh, that's a good he's example. He's nothing because... in Auburn except lose. Uh, what has he done? To, I, I, don't, I don't get it. Like, uh, he does nothing against Alabama, and I'll, I don't care if you play Alabama and you go to Auburn. Your only job is to beat them. That's it. That's, well, that's and here's what he does. Job. And here's what he does, which is a real problem. So imagine getting NIL dollars above and every uh, above and beyond everybody else, including your offensive line. You know, he better he better watch his back. That's all. That's all I'm saying. The, the whole idea of two 
two big NIL issues. One is recruiting, and one is giving money to everybody, and those are two big issues. All right, so how about the Dodgers started? Uh, they've got a, a World Series ring replica NFT. Got a lot of NFTs. We got the Washington Wizards doing the same thing. Those guys are out in front of everybody else. We've got uh, uh, Cialini, who launched a new NFT with the Italian football team, uh, which was part of the blockchain deal for Euro 2020. We've got a lot of companies. Remember, we had the blockchain and the and the uh, the deal with uh, Andy Murray last 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 month. So. This is a big deal. We don't know how far this is going to go, but it's kind of like another level of marketing. If somebody wants something and you create value, we're going to bid it up, and uh, we'll see how far it goes. So we still can't uh, shake Pokemon. It's still making money. (laughs) Well, that was a good end to my whole thing, because Pokemon has become a, you know, stable. And when you think about it, it was one of those things that everybody expected to go away. But when you look at the dollars, it's $1.9 billion for $5 billion in revenue in the total world. U.S. is about $1.9 billion. And the next game is Japan for 32%. But Pokemon Geo Fest 2021, it's U.S., it's Japan, it's Germany, and everywhere else. And they're still making money. Do you anticipate Osaka's uh, documentary on July 16th will be a hit with her talking about her mental health, or will it uh, be like uh, tennis and just people won't care? I think she is kind of above the fray in terms of expectations. I'm expecting great things from the documentary because I think if she is going to lend her name and likeness to it, she'll have something sophisticated and substantial to say. Now, whether people care is another matter, but you got to admire her for what she's doing. What is the deal with this uh, Nike sprinter, uh, Allison Felix? Well, remember, Allison Felix was a big deal, and, and, and she is delivering significant dollars to the community that she's dealing with, despite her disagreements with Nike, and privately disputing the dollars and what has to happen with that. But at the same time, She's raising some dollars and raising some uh, 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 commitments all over. And, and frankly, uh, watch her in the future because she is Olympic gold medal caliber, and we'll see what happens in Tokyo. Let's see if Soto hits a three-run homer right here against Price in the All-Star game or whoever the hell he's uh, – who's he facing? Barnes? No, let's hope not. Here he's, he's, well, got, he's facing here we Matt Barnes. Matt Barnes on the mound. Of the Red Sox. That's, so well, he's got not. runners on first and second, and he, it's a one-two count with two outs in the bottom of the eighth. What do you think, Carver High? I hope not. Uh, that would put a bad bad uh, uh, knock into both of my bets, so let's hope that that doesn't happen. We need him to get out of this bet. inning here. Let's go my here. Bets. So, Rick, uh, <laughs> where, do you head, where do you head from uh, Denver? I've got a uh, comeback series uh, installation five tomorrow. We're doing it from Denver. Got Zach Leonsis, and we've got uh, uh, Phil DiPicciotto from Octagon. We've also got a rugby player. It's uh, that's happening. Then I'm going to Colorado Springs. I got a speech to give at uh, the Air Force Academy on sports business, and then back home. So I'll be home the weekend. Uh, I can't wait. The British Open is my favorite golf tournament, right? Because it's all done by two, and you can watch it at seven in the morning. Uh, doesn't it start at like five in the morning? Tea times are four twenty, 
Feet times feet times are four twenty Eastern. So it's yeah, two twenty so. Mountain Time. The first the first group tees off Thursday morning at one thirty a.m. That is the first one thirty a.m. One thirty a.m. Yeah, the first group out. So that's eleven thirty that here. So so it's like three hours from now. So I can stay up. I you know what I hope I, I hope uh, Kepka. He said he hates uh, Royal Saint. Yeah, Peter. how about that? Uh, uh, if he's in a really surly mood and he doesn't like being there, I hope that he picks a fight with DeChambeau, like an actual fist fight. Well, how about if he shoots a 95 and withdraws? What about that? I could live with that, too. All right, Rick, uh, have a great show tomorrow, and safe travels back to uh, Florida. All right, man. Talk to you next week. See you. Bye. All right, there he is. Rick Harrow at the All-Star Game in Coors Field tonight. And now the bases are loaded. Bottom eight, Carver High and Iron. Big trouble. Uh, Barnes got out of the jam with Chris Bryant lacing a liner to left with the bases loaded and two outs. And Walsh made the catch. He misplayed that ball, too. Did you see him circle around that line drive? Like, he was inside of it and had to reach back to his right on the ground. And he caught it literally in the cup of the glove on the ground. And that ball gets under his glove. All three runs score. I mean, that could have literally been an inside-the-park home run because he slid to catch it. If he misses that Carver, yeah. all hell breaks loose. Oh, no doubt. He misses that. That's going all the way to the wall in that very deep left center field there. And you're right. It's a good chance that he clears the bases and maybe more than that. So what a play by Jared Walsh. Keeps it a 5-2 to two game. So as we head to the, where are we going to now? Top of the ninth, right? Going top nine now. Yeah. And, yeah. and let me ask you this question. I thought the ball was, was veering left. So if mm. it goes under the glove, it goes to the wall and goes to the corner. Yeah. And it, it was going to spin and go all the way to the corner. And I think they uh, he may have had an inside-the-park home run. And let me ask you this question. Does that guy not play first base? He usually? does. But he, yeah, he usually plays first base. But he plays a little outfield, too. They're trying to get everybody in the game. It's like Little League. Uh, I get you know, it, but that – that's my yeah. point. That oh, right. <laughs> the guy, the guy that plays first base, he misplayed that line drive and got real lucky that he made the catch. It was a good catch, I'll give him that. Yeah. But it did not look like he played it right. I agree. Uh, you got a first baseman out there in left field in the All Star game, and uh, he just came up with the big one. And now he's up to bat. This guy's getting all the juice right now. It's 5-2 American League. That would have been Floodgate City. Kimbrell is in pitching for the National League. AL up 5-2. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.